0: The rise of esports has been nothing short of astronomical. Its evolution has launched competitive gaming into millions of households and built an expansive industry of teams, competitions, streaming influencers, and related products. And while a lot of sports were put on hold during the pandemic, esports competitors were able to stay connected and keep working on their skills during lockdowns and social distancing. And some of that esports business is starting to catch on in San Antonio.
1: For most of my life and being in my 30s now, it helped shape who who I am. I like to compare it to a bar. Uh, You can be at home and you can drink at home,
2: but a lot of people would rather be social. One of the main goals that I have is to actually become a coach,
3: to either coach at the university level or at the high school level because both are growing crazily.
0: I'm Erica Zuko and this is Commerce Street, a business podcast and an Eyewitness News Original. We're diving deep into the growing esports scene in San Antonio, from a local student scoring a scholarship for his esports skills, to the people involved in creating opportunities to expand the gaming world. You can play a lot of popular esports games like League of Legends, Overwatch, and Rocket League at home, but competitive gaming usually happens in person for a range of reasons. And part of the development of an eSports scene is creating community spaces where players can bond, learn from each other, and share in the excitement of competition, just like in other sports.
1: So I'm co-owner of LFG Cyber Cafe. Uh-huh. I'm the president and co-founder of the eSports and Education Foundation. Okay. And I also work with the VFW to bring gaming and eSports into their organization.
0: Sam Elizondo co-owns the LFG Cyber Cafe, and is a community partner in the development of a new esports arena at Port San Antonio.
1: So, behind me, if I'm not mistaken, is a bunch of concrete walls probably being stood up. Uh, this is the esports and, or the gaming and esports and robotics and engineering arena on the Port San Antonio campus. Just like a stadium or a basketball court, right? Uh, video games at a, at a very high level need a place to be played um, and oftentimes viewed. So there's not a a lot of these around the nation. Uh, I can probably think of a handful, maybe 10 total across the US. Um, The cool part is that esports has kind of been grown from the grassroots level for a really long time. So we've always found a place to kind of do it. It's just now in the last couple of years that people have really doubled down and started to create infrastructure like what you see behind me.
0: Elizondo's excited about what an expanding esports industry in San Antonio could mean for the city.
1: I think with, with any new industry, right, there's uh, an ebb and flow of, of understanding, and it's just as of late where the people that were kind of involved in it in, it, in its infancy um, are now old enough to really understand and process you know, what it was that they experienced. So, for somebody like me, I've been gaming for, for most of my life, and being in my 30s now, um, it helps shape who, who I am. So uh, I think that's more or less what we're looking at now is the adoption of that in the education space, in the professional space, just from the understanding and the changing of the guard. What will
0: likely happen here and how will
4: that impact
1: San Antonio? Hopefully tons of gaming events. Um, You know, San Antonio has historically been a huge tech city. Uh, The caveat with that is we have amazing cybersecurity programs, tons of opportunity and places to work, but people tend to leave after they graduate and, and go to the more, you know, exciting and buzzing places like California. The hope is that this will create, you know, entertainment for those people and start finally keeping them here in, in the city and in the state to, you know, grow our, our, our place as a whole.
0: Philip Torres also owns a gaming venue, Shenanigans it's Gaming. <laughs> a longtime gamer himself, he's followed the progress of the gaming community in San Antonio.
2: It's, it's really changed with, uh, I guess, the build out of the bigger fiber networks. Everyone has more access to computers and internet. Um, And then with the whole revival of just competing online, Fortnite went crazy, Um, Rocket League went crazy, League of Legends, a lot of uh, competitive video games came out. Um, And again, I guess it all has to do with uh, access to internet, access to PCs. And yeah, it's really taken off locally. uh, It's again, there's a new generation of land centers, um, maybe only open in the last few years. So that's really revived it here in town. Biggest communities are probably the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Community.
0: Shenanigans brings gamers together, adding to the sense of community among players.
2: I like to compare it to a bar. Uh, You can be at home and you can drink at home, but a lot of people would rather be social, uh, be out at a bar drinking, spending time with your friends, getting to know other people, uh, shared interests. So same with a gaming venue, you can game at home, but we'd like to create a community, a sense of community where you can come in, uh, play with your friends, meet other people that have the same interests as you. Uh, You're already video gaming together, maybe you play play the same games Um, so you can make friends, socialize and compete as well.
0: His employees are inspired by the mission too. Caleb Villarreal is a customer service representative at Shenanigans.
4: Uh, shenanigans, especially, is community driven. We take all of our advice from the local community and we're all about teams. Phil himself had several teams in eSports and card, uh, g- several card games before we opened up and then this place kind of took over. But uh, that's actually something we're going to be looking to expand back into soon is um, sponsoring certain teams for video games, computer games, card tournaments, things like that.
0: So what exactly do we mean when we say eSports? You might just think it means all video games, and it kind of does, but most gamers describe it as just the competitive
4: version. I feel that, you know, competition is, is healthy. <laughs> I think cooperation is great with your friends, but competition always inspires greatness, and it mm-hmm. produces the best results. So my advice to that person is to go out there and try their first tournament, you know uh go to a local one that's what we did with our our smash brothers is a great example right i had never been in a tournament i'm not very good at it but when we had uh we had about 12 people here or something like that i was like you know what throw me on the bracket let's give it a try and i didn't do good at all but i had fun (laughs) and i think as long as you can have fun while competing then i don't see any problem in it i think anybody should just take any chance they get to compete and you know you get to meet new people that's another great part of it
0: like a lot of other sports, esports athletes have the opportunity to compete at the college varsity level and earn scholarships. About 150 colleges and universities have varsity esports programs, according to the National Association of Collegiate Esports. Those include St. Mary's here in San Antonio and Texas A&M San Antonio. A regular customer of Shenanigans, Fernando Garcia, is a senior at Cas Tech High School and has already been offered scholarships. He'll be taking one to go to Texas A&M San Antonio.
3: Well, I first got into eSports when I entered into my high school, which is called Cass Tech. I found a lot of people had a passion for eSports or video games as a whole. And I was like, well, why don't we actually be one of the first high schools and get into ahead of the game and start competing against other schools. And yeah, here we are. Uh, I actually was trying to figure out a place for my team to play because it, we play so much better when we're together. So like whenever we're at our homes, like, yeah, that's cool and all, but we play so much better. And I was doing research on what gaming cafes there are and shenanigans just opened up and we we're like there the first month and we've been here since. So uh, let's say we're all playing online and someone makes a mistake and people start getting angry. People can just turn off their systems right then and there. But if you're here, like people tend to be more calm and they also realize, okay, here's what we can fix and we can say things nicer and just being able to see everyone's screens. It's so much easier, especially for my job, since I'm the captain and in-game leader. I'm trying to tell people what to do so that we can be as coordinated as possible. So that helps me out a lot as well.
0: His experience as an esports athlete helped earn him national recognition.
3: There's some universities that have an actual varsity program and those varsity programs offer scholarships and Texas A&M San Antonio is one of the many here in Texas. And, uh, Just being a competitor and competing at the top level, especially since I've had the background in high school esports to help me get a scholarship for them. But any walk-on students that are freshmen or transferring students can get a gaming scholarship.
0: And despite just getting his career started, he had some wisdom to offer others looking to follow in his footsteps.
3: I say it's an awesome opportunity and do research at your local scene because there's a lot of opportunities through there and also competing online. But as weird as it sounds, coming from a high school student, you definitely want to get an education, if, especially if you just want to work in the eSports space. Before, you didn't need to have those uh, degrees, but now in the next few years, you're going to need those degrees. And uh, there's many different types of jobs within eSports. Definitely try your uh, at, to go pro, but if you can't make it just quite then but you still have a huge passion for it, there's so many different things to do, such as being a coach, analyst, and even working in production.
0: As for the other gamers we talked to, they're hoping eSports is here to stay and will make an impact beyond the screen.
2: So one big thing that I'm an advocate for is accessibility. So eSports is accessible for everybody. It's not like any other sport where there's physical um, hindrances. We have competitors that are under 10 years old, female, male, all ages, all races, all all creeds uh, come out and compete. Um, again, n- almost no uh, physical hindrances, um, and anyone can compete in esports. The,
4: the community is the best part. My favorite thing about a cyber cafe is you get to get with all your friends, and when you win a round of something, just like cel- celebrating with them. You know what I mean? The camaraderie of it is just irreplaceable, and that's why this whole COVID online era with a lot of tournaments and uh, interaction in general has. It's been weird at first, but uh, that's one of the things I miss the most is just having everybody together to play games. It
1: was something I didn't have. It was an opportunity that I was never shown and uh, it would be difficult for me to to not take an opportunity to to give somebody else a chance or show somebody else a door that they could open. Um, It means a lot for me personally because it really helped me through some tough times when I was young and now that we can garner a little bit more attention from the education space, from the the public sector, uh, I think it's time to capitalize on that for our youth and give them something cool.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Commerce Street. We have more episodes like this one, including a feature on St. Mary's University's eSports program, which kicked off in 2020. You can find all episodes of Commerce Street on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at kens5.com slash Street. I'm Erica Zuko with producer Kristen Dean. Thanks for listening.